It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Entrepreneurship at Its Best. And um, whether you're new to the show or you have been one that is, has, is a loyal fan, we thank you, one in the same. And um, we try to honor all things that have to do with being an entrepreneur, being a business professional, um, you know, having a uh, corporate job, a career, things of that sort. And we like to bring you um, real talk, uh, talk about real events and bring you real value. So I hope that that is what you're getting when you go over and listen to um, a couple of our podcasts. And the only thing that I ask is that you listen. And if there's even one thing that you glean um, that you could use or implement, we would love to get a five-star written review from you. And that just lets people know once they go over to Apple Podcasts or Google that it is a show that you like and it's dynamic, it's interesting, and it brings value to you as a business professional. And also, let me just go ahead and tell you, uh, do a little housekeeping and let you know the several ways you can reach out to me. Uh, you can contact me directly at my office, 210-240-8845. We have two websites at this point. Um, one is about all of the things we can do as far as hosting events for you and the events that we've done in the past with some of the greatest people, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Les Brown, uh, Bill Walsh, we just, you know, Billy Alt. Um, there's just a plethora of people that I have um, been able to associate myself with and do business with. And it's been just such a pleasure. Um, also we've talked with so many dynamic, uh, movers and influencers, you know, we've had, um, like I said, the number one motivational speaker at, a, uh, in the world, we've had the number one, um, wealth expert, Mr. Bill Walsh. And so we're looking for more people like that. Uh, I've had the mayor, of San Antonio on before the DA, uh, you know, I've been doing radio now for six years and proudly have been on this, uh, platform for the last four, uh, this coming August. So I'm just super excited about what we're doing here and that we feel that we're making a difference. And so I hope that you can feel that too. And I try to put, uh, love into this in, in kindness and empathy and every, in every podcast that we feature. So I hope that that is shining through because if it is at least to at least one person, then I am doing something right. And I want to continue to do that. Um, so the website 
is lisalewiscompany.com. And then for loving the skin that you're in, you can go over and buy products 24 hours a day, seven days a week uh, at your shopping leisure over at marykay.com forward slash Lisa Lewis. And we look forward to bringing um, more information to you as it develops concerning my real estate journey. I'm still going to real estate school, have not um, gotten the final date for my exam, my finals, but when I do, I will pass them along to you and I uh, look forward to receiving all of your positive energy and your prayers. They, um, they go a long way and I thank you so much for that. Also, if you'd like to toss me a line, you can write to lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. And um, I would love to get an email and just an update on what's going on with you all and maybe some topics that you'd like to hear. Or if you know of a mover and an influencer that you'd like to have on the show, provide their information, maybe nominate them and give me their information and I'll reach out to them and see if we can make that happen for you. Uh, Also, usually on the third Thursday of every month, we have a credit expert and witness expert, none other than Billy Alt, who is the CEO and founder at 700creditrepair.com. So you can head over there and he has a phenomenal team, um, him and his lovely wife, Melissa Alt, that they run um, up in Dallas, Texas, and they will be willing to give you a free credit um, analysis, which is to pull your credit. You give them your permission to do that. And then they can go over with you where you are, you know, um, feedback from where they think that they could take you if you were to work with them in one of their programs. But again, it's free. And, um, I know, uh, probably there are some people out there, it's billions of us on the earth. So when I say a lot of people, I'm not exaggerating. I'm sure a lot of people do not even know what your score is. And like Billy Alt says, your credit score is your adult GPA. So you want to know what that is because it gives you buying power or potentially you're not in a buying power position because of your low credit score. So you want to get that up, work with the guys over there, get that up where you can be in a power, a buying power position, or you can be, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is that you want, you know, uh, be it a boat, a Harley, whatever, a yacht, um, a Bentley, whatever it is that you're uh, a home for your family, whatever it is that you're looking to do, you must have a good, um, credit portfolio. So uh, they are a sponsor of the show. Also, the other sponsor I'd love for you to check out if you're ever in the Alamo City is airbnb.com forward slash H as in happy and uh, forward slash selling San Antonio. And uh, they will be happy to host you if they have any availability. Just look on their calendar and uh, go from there. They're a great bunch of people and they run a beautiful Airbnb here in the Alamo City. So uh, check that out. So I think I got all of that worked out, all of our housekeeping off of the table here. So today, uh, as I said, our title for this downloadable one-hour podcast is Entrepreneurship at Its Best. So let's delve in, shall we? If you need help re-energizing your business, 
Um, or if you are out of creative ideas for reaching business goals, I've compiled a list of the top platinum tips that I feel will improve your business. Consider it your checklist for maintaining a successful business. And we will try to get through as much as we can. If not, if we don't finish it all, which I don't, you know, I'm, don't know, you never know, <laughs> uh, then we will have a, um, a part two and, uh, you can look out for that. I believe next week is the third, um, today is the, t- so I think next week is the third Thursday. So hopefully we'll be able to get Billy Alt on here and talk all things credit. So looking forward to having that conversation with him. So if you want to expand your business, Number one is take on the world. Want your company to go global? Then keep these nine tips in mind when eyeing foreign shores. Number one, you want to research and map out your export journey. Number two, know where you want to go and go there. Number three, take that decisive step and follow it up with sensible judgment. Jump in with both feet first, but keep them firmly planted on the ground. Number four, keep your ego in check. Don't let the prospect of going global inflate your ego and cause misjudgments. Number five, if it smells, looks, or feels bad, don't try to rationalize otherwise. Trust your instincts. Number six, treat people as you yourself want to be treated. Number seven, make personal contact with attentiveness, courtesy, professionalism, and consistency. Number eight, factor in a three-year lead time for world market penetration. It takes time and patience. Number nine, in a global marketplace, welcome the unknown. Number two on the list is where to find expansion financing. You may have used personal savings or money borrowed from friends and family to get started, However, where do you go when it's time to grow your business? If you've been in business for less than three years or have nothing to offer as collateral, you might find traditional lending institutions unwilling to finance your business. There are options, though, if you know where to look. Try these three funding sources to fund your expansion plans. Go back to those same family and friends. If your first loan wasn't formalized, do it this time by drawing up documents with a set repayment plan and interest. Go the government route. Many entrepreneurs get financing, including microloans from SBA-backed lenders. Then talk to your vendors. Another method of obtaining financing for supplies or materials is to approach vendors of those products about opening a line of credit with them so you can stock your inventory or buy raw materials for your product without having to put the cash up front. Number three, should you open another location? This might not be your best choice for business expansion. However, it's what often comes to mind first for so many entrepreneurs considering expansion. Take a look at the following six tips to see if opening a second location is the right move for your business. First up, make sure you're maintaining a consistent bottom line profit and that you've shown steady growth over the past few years. Next, 
look at the trends, both economic and consumer, for indications on your company's staying power. Next up, make sure your administrative systems and management team are extraordinary. You'll need them to get a new location up and running. Next, prepare a complete business plan for a new location. Then determine where and how you'll obtain financing. Last but not least on this list is choose your location based on what's best for your business, not your wallet. So on the other side of the break, we'll come back and talk more about our topic of the hour, entrepreneurship at its best. Stay tuned for more on The Lisa Lewis Show. like a high-profile court case to grab our attention. My mother was a court reporter, and she would frequently share funny things that happened during a trial. An easygoing judge would often let off the pop and jays or repeat offenders. My mother would sometimes whisper to the judge, he'll never learn if you keep letting him off. Once in a while, the judge would reconsider and order the pop and jay to the calaboose or jail. The court reporter records everything, including funny and embarrassing statements made by witnesses. Here's a statement made by a defendant accused of theft. Did you get a good look at my face when I took your purse? What's a word for the natural tendency to put your foot in your mouth? Dantopodology. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are so thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on Tugginet Radio. Well, he caught me. I love lemonade, so I'm, I am um, mixing uh, a little lemonade here just so I'll have something to drink. 
you know, I was out yesterday. I'll tell you this a little bit. I like to keep it, you know, very authentic. So I was out yesterday with the friends. They took me out to lunch to a very nice restaurant uh, called Silos. So if you're ever in the Alamo City, check it out. S-I-L-O apostrophe S. Very good cuisine. And um, we were in the Stone Oak area because there's two locations. And so we're in the uh, right on 1604. And um, let's see, where was I going? Where was I going with that? that conversation I was saying about being authentic and I know I I lost my train of thought of where I was going I think what I was going to say is that I was sharing with the friend that had taken me out that excuse me I was going to be doing the show today and that they had an opportunity to listen in and um, I was telling them how sometimes Oh, okay. I know where this is going because <laughs> yesterday I coughed, right? And we were out in public. I'm like, oh my goodness, I never, when I'm at home, I don't cough. So I'm out and now, you know, with the atmosphere, now when you cough, everybody's looking like, ah, you know, stay back. Although I'm still wearing my mask everywhere. And so I say that to say, so I was not congested, right? And so now that I get on the show, you might hear me a little congested. And when I was talking to my fabulous uh, producer, Ben, I was having to blow my nose. So, you know, I keep it very, you know, life happens. And so I like sharing that just so you know that just because I'm on radio that, you know, I'm a real person. I'm not a bot. And so when it was coming back from commercial I was mixing some lemonade because, you know, I'm a Southern girl. So I love my sweet lemonade and my sweet, sweet tea. So just thought I'd tell you that just in case you heard something in the background, but it's all good. Well, we have another good one for you. Uh, The topic of this downloadable uh, podcast, Apple Podcasts, is titled Entrepreneurship at Its Best. And I love talking about everything that has to do with being an entrepreneur, because when I decided to take that leap of faith um, back uh, in October of 2017, it was scary, you know, and um, but it was something that I knew in my gut that I wanted to do. And I'm so thankful that I did. Also with radio, I just love doing radio because to me, it is an active service. If anyone who, who hears the sound of my voice can relate to anything that I've put on the podcast or can, um, can implement anything that I've put on the podcast, then I am forever grateful and blessed by that. Cause you know, we are blessed in order to be a blessing. And so I hope that that is what this podcast can be for everyone who hears it. So um, go over and uh, search The Lisa Lewis Show on Apple Podcasts and download it. Maybe you're traveling again. Maybe you're going to get in the plane. So before you do that, make sure you download any videos or movies or podcasts that you want to hear. You have to download them. That way, when you do get up in the air in the skies, because I just picked a friend up uh, uh, this morning, <laughs> midnight, from the airport. They made a trip, uh, a quick trip to uh, California, and then I offered to pick them up from the airport. And they were telling me how you have to download it to be able to hear it. If you don't, you know, I guess have get their Wi-Fi buy into the airline's Wi-Fi. Um, so. Hmm. 
So anyway, download your favorite podcast, and I hope we're one of them before you enter the friendly skies, so to speak. So let's delve in back on our list. And next we are on number four, franchising and licensing. Have you ever considered turning your business into a franchise or business opportunity? The key question to ask yourself is if your business can be converted into a business format that somebody else could operate, like a franchise, or if you have a standardized product or service that someone could resell multiple times, a business opportunity. While you may think that expanding your business requires you raising capital, hiring employees, buying equipment, and leasing office or warehouse space, It's often more profitable and less risky to license your product to a big corporation with manufacturing capabilities and an existing sales force to do the work for you. Hmm. That makes sense. Number five, how to target other markets. If you sell to teens, start marketing to college students. If you sell to working moms, maybe your product will work for stay-at-home moms with a few modifications. Another strategy is to take a retail-oriented product or service and sell it wholesale. For example, a catering business that specializes in cakes, pies, and other tasty desserts can contact local bakeries to sell its goods on a wholesale basis. While the price you get from the bakeries will be lower because the bakeries need to mark it up to their customers to make a profit, you'll you'll sell more products and generate consistent cash flow that you can bank on. Next, we'll talk about continuing your personal development. So number six, take a vacation. Many small business owners brag about how indispensable they are and that they never take vacations. However, if you're not taking time to unwind, you're setting a terrible example for your employees. Not taking a vacation is not a sign of an indispensable business owner. It's proof of an ineffective leader. It's the mark of an irritable boss with high employee turnover. You've got to prepare for that first vacation so you can really take it easy while you're sipping pina coladas on your Caribbean lounge chair. If you're afraid to take a vacation, you may be too active in the mundane day-to-day task of your business and not allowing um, uh, other employees to do their jobs. Stop it immediately. You're the boss, the leader, the visionary. You have to start by making sure you've adequately trained your employees to do their jobs. Then allow them to perform those responsibilities without you always looking over their shoulders. As your employees have more success and fewer failures, they will relish the more demanding challenges ahead, leaving you time to build your business and leaving you time for a vacation. You know, I stand by that wholeheartedly. I always say, if you can never, you know, I've heard people say through the years, oh, if my if I left, if I, you know, if I just took a day off or I took a week off, my, you know, what would they do? And I'm thinking, wow, well, excuse me, you don't have a firm foundation then. I mean, if you can't go and take a month off, then wow, what have you really built? What is the real culture 
of your business. You don't have a firm foundation, right? You have a quicksand foundation and we know how that it sinks everybody at some point and everything in its path. So you don't want that. I want the kind of business that if I want to, you know, go to Hawaii for a month or if I want to go down and visit my mom for a month or two, uh, for, you know, um, summer break, uh, you know, Jack and I, that I could do that <laughs> and that things can still run smoothly. Or I've set things up where they're remote. And I love that I, you know, that I was able to do that for um, the last 20 years. So when this thing happened, the pandemic, I, it, it didn't throw me off um, as much as it might have for some because I was already a work from home mom. And so, and then developed my business, like I told you in 2017, and I decided to go solo, you know, to be an entrepreneur, full blown entrepreneur. And then I have my, um, radio show that I do, but this is, I can do it remotely and it, it's, you know, and I've set it up day one with this organization to do that. I used to be in a brick and mortar, uh, radio station, but it limited me and it limited the guests because like the, you know, the mayor and the DA, they didn't want to come in because I used to have my show on Sundays for two years at 7 a.m. <laughs> so um, they didn't want to come in. They weren't coming in on a Sunday. So I'd always have to like pre-record them. And so and then it limited me because then, you know, for two years, I couldn't go on vacation because I had to be there. I could, or I could, I'd have to pre do the show and I like being alive. <laughs> and so, you know, there were limitations. And so I set it up. I said, okay, this isn't working. And I set something else up for myself four years ago and I love it. And I'm so happy to be on the TokiNet radio platform. And so what I'm saying to you is, Make sure that your business can run without you because one day it might have to run without you. And is you know, because life happens. And especially if you're leaving it as a legacy for your downline or as a legacy for your heirs, your children, then you want to make sure that you're handing off something that's an asset and not a liability so much, right? So let's just keep that in mind. Okay, number seven on our list is develop your develop your social capital. Social capital is very similar to its monetary sibling. It, like monetary capital, is accumulated by an individual or a business and used in the production of wealth. Put more simply, it's the accumulation of resources developed through personal and professional networks. These resources include ideas, knowledge, information, opportunities, contacts, and of course, referrals. Effectively developing your social capital can be a daunting task. However, doing so within a structured, organized networking framework will leverage your efforts and help you begin building your balance of capital to positively impact your bottom line. On the other side of the break, we will come back and talk more about number seven, uh, develop your social capital. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
My name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so very thankful to have you each and every Thursday exclusively on Toginet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Entrepreneurship at Its Best. So let's delve in, shall we? Before the short commercial break, we were on number seven, and we were focusing on developing your social capital. And we were saying how the resources um, could include ideas, knowledge, information, opportunities, contacts, and, of course, referrals. A key way that social capital is acquired is through networking, because successful networking is all about building and maintaining solid professional relationships. Plan your word of mouth marketing efforts just as you would any marketing effort. Give referrals constantly. It helps build your contact network and good business karma as well. And show professionalism at all times. Being dependable, delivering a product on time, Meeting appointments consistently and treating others with courtesy will give you a professional reputation and cause you to be remembered by those you wish to have become a contributor to your social capital. Number eight is creating a think tank for your business. As a business professional, you need a constant supply of information in order to achieve success. You must stay aware of trends and issues and keep up with rapid economic and technological technological changes to become and stay competitive. You may have already discovered that it's next to impossible to keep up with all this information on your own. There's simply too much of it. Fortunately, the knowledge you lack is always someone else's specialty. So you can turn to others for help. There are usually at least a few people who can help you deal with certain issues or special problems that you may encounter in the business or profession you are in or are interested in entering. In lieu of specific knowledge, you must know in advance whom to contact and where to go in order to get the information you need. When you've identified your most important contacts, Start connecting with these people to enhance and improve your knowledge network. As you do this, your network and the information you need to build your business will surely expand and grow. Number nine on the list is how to understand a personal learning program. What do you have to do to enjoy the long-term benefits of a personal learning program? 
subscribe to business magazines and email newsletters and read them consistently. If you have a Palm or Pocket PC, use ebook software to read business articles and ebooks. Listen to audio um, in your car, and that can be this podcast and other interesting and provocative, thought-provoking podcasts as well. Commit yourself to reading or listening to it at least one or two business books each month. Register for seminars and virtual learning classes that teach hands-on skills such as marketing, sales, accounting, legal issues, etc. The more you know about each of these subjects, the better you'll be at supervising people who do those tasks for you. In general, you must make your education a priority and schedule significant amounts of time for it. While some of this can be squeezed into your day, such as reading while waiting in line, or you could listen to reading while in the friendly skies, much of it will require you to give up something else that probably isn't as important such as watching TV. That is so true. <laughs> Usually the average American has uh, at least two or, or more TVs. Some people have one in every room and it is just a time waster, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're not where you want to be or you're not giving as much as you want to give. You know, I plan to be um, a multi-billionaire. So I have things that I need to be doing. I probably don't need to look at TV for the next 10 years. <laughs> Not saying that I'm there because I usually do turn it on in the evenings after I've um, finished my, you know, all of my daily uh, tasks that I need to get done. And um, I usually will unwind with a bit of TV, but I must say that I've stopped watching TV as much as I used to because it is a time waster. It, it really can be. Uh, one of the shows that I have picked up on, because my kiddo likes to look at it, he loves um, Chef Jordan, Chef um, Ramsey, <laughs> Gordon Ramsey. Yes, I, I have to think of his first name. And so he likes looking at all things Chef Gordon Ramsey, and uh, he likes looking at kitchen nightmares. So I usually look at an episode or two with him, and that's our mom and son thing to do now, because that's what he's into, because he codes, and he's a composer, and and, uh, also uh, plays video games and watches others who play video games in order to get better at playing video games. (laughs) So... um, and he's a violinist. So some of the things we don't have the same interest in. However, that is one, since I don't like watching TV. And um, I, you know, enjoy watching chefs, real chefs who know how to cook. I enjoy watching them put everything together. And they'll say, you know, like a pinch of salt or two tablespoons. And I actually have to get out my tablespoons and measure. And they just instantaneously know. But, you know, they have went to the finest schools you know, Michelin schools in order to learn this very provocative art. And so uh, it's just enjoyable for me to unwind that way and watch that. Uh, I could do without all of the profanity. I try to tell my son, find the ones that don't have profanity. He's like, well, they're just trying to express their, um, their frustration or their 
anger. I'm like, yeah, but you could do it in a more productive way, right? Without all of those uh, bum words. But anyway, so um, number 10 on the list is why you should never stop learning. Long-term business success relies on continuous personal growth. Achieving that means being better today than you were yesterday and being better tomorrow than you are today. A common mistake for many entrepreneurs is that they just don't have time to work on the things that will make them better at what they do. They get caught up in the daily operations of their business and can't see past that. You may have heard the old say that some things are urgent and some are important, but few things are both. Many business owners spend their time on the urgent things because their lack of planning and long-term perspective continually creates additional urgent things. Self-education is a good example of something that is extremely important, but not at all urgent. What you must do is immerse yourself in data and make it your goal to absorb and understand that information. Turn it into knowledge and then use that knowledge to gain experience. This, of course, is a long-term task and the main reason most people fail to stay with it is because the feedback loop is so long. It often takes months of hard work before you start to see positive changes. You won't see the changes as they happen but you'll look back one day and be amazed at how much your judgment and business skills have grown. You'll feel yourself start to think more clear. You'll understand more of what you see and hear, and your entrepreneurial vision will become clearer and broader. Next, we'll talk about smart money saving tactics. Number 11 on the list is buying brain power. Sometimes it's not what you buy, but how you buy that will save you money. So listen to these smart shopping tips. Stretch your budget with barter. Swapping one product or service for another is a good way to avoid cash outlays and unload slow-moving inventory. If you'd rather not bargain with other businesses directly, hire a commissioned barter broker. Those are listed in the yellow pages under barter. Or join a commercial barter club or exchange. Next is time your payments. Ask suppliers if they give discounts for early payment. If not, it's, it's to your advantage to pay your bills, including utilities, taxes, and suppliers as late as possible without incurring a fee. The longer money is in your account, the longer it's earning interest for you. Next on the list is join an association. Many trade and business associations have responsible membership fees and offer discounts on everything from insurance, travel, and car rental to long-distance phone service, prescriptions, and even golf course fees. Next, seek at least three bids on everything. Even mundane purchases merit shopping around. If you quote a competitor's lower price, a supplier or vendor will often match that price to win your business. Next, we did number 11. Okay, so number 12 is employee economics. 
employees can be your most costly investment. If you're not sure you're ready to take the time, the jump, I'm sorry, to hire a full-time employee and pay for their benefits and deal with the HR headaches, there are alternatives. Employee leasing, in which you turn over your workforce to a professional employer organization that leases your employees back to you can save you substantial cash on employee benefits. Or, rather than paying for employees who sit idle when business is slow, consider hiring temporary employees to handle surges in business. Another way to get free or low-cost help and give college students a chance to learn the ropes is by hiring interns. Check with your local university for more information. So next, we're going to talk a little bit about insurance intelligence. Um, Buying insurance is one of those necessary evils all smart entrepreneurs put up with. However, that doesn't mean you have to break the bank. Here are some cost-cutting ideas. You can save by association. When looking for insurance, check with your trade association. Many associations offer competitive group insurance. Excuse me. Next, you want to raise your deductible. Raising the the deductible on your insurance usually lowers your premiums. Even if you end up having to pay the deductible, it's likely to be less than the amount you save. Next, make a foul weather friend. By arranging for an alternative place to run your business in case of a major disaster, you may be able to save on business interruption insurance, advises the Insurance Information Institute. For instance, you could arrange with a firm in the same industry to use their facilities in case of damage and vice versa. That is, you know, that's a neat thing to do. (laughs) So on the other side of this short commercial break, we will come back with more on the Lisa Lewis Show and close it out with our Apple podcast title of the day, which is Entrepreneurship at its Best. And in the meantime, you can also head over to uh, Apple Podcasts and search The Lisa Lewis Show and make sure sure and download all of our podcasts. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. about the Australian town named Eggs and Bacon Bay? Some residents want a name change for the sake of healthier diets. But Eggs and Bacon Bay isn't the only culinary namesake in Australia. There's also Roast Beef Creek and Leg of Lamb Bank. But the goofy names don't stop with food. Care to take a dip in Convict Creek or a swim in Little Stinking Lagoon? Actually, Eggs and Bacon Bay wasn't named for breakfast. It was named after a species of wildflowers known as eggs and bacon. What do you call the business of naming things? Onomastics. 
Some residents are scrambling to put the kibosh on the name change because they're worried people won't know how to find their town on a map. What's the word for the inability to remember a correct word? Lethologica. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back, movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so very thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on Tokenet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic for this downloadable Apple podcast is titled Entrepreneurship at Its Best. So let's delve in, shall we? Before the short commercial break, we talked about number 13, um, and that was titled Insurance Intelligence, uh, that you can save by association, raise your deductible, make a foul weather friend, and now we're on to number 14, Office Overhead. Small office essentials can nickel and dime you, unless you buy smart. Purchase recycled printer cartridges, check Google or your yellow pages for a local recycled printer cartridge supplier. You can also find free forms online that you can download, customize, and print. Start with our the forms on FormNet. Another way to save money is buying used equipment. You can save up to 60% with used computer equipment, copiers, and office furniture. Number 15 is penny-pinching promotions. Want to market your business on a budget? The people you know can help. Here are three ways the people in your network can assist your marketing efforts. Number one, you can split advertising and promotion costs with neighboring businesses, jointly promote a sidewalk sale, or take your marketing alliance uh, further by sharing mailing lists, distribution channels, and suppliers with businesses that sell complementary goods or services. Number two, you can ask the people you know for help. The kind of support you'd most likely to get from your contacts is referrals. The names of specific individuals who need your products and services. So, go ahead and ask. Your contacts can also give prospects your name and number. As the number of referrals you receive increases, so does your potential for increasing the percentage of your business generated through referrals. Number three, 
Got a happy customer? By telling others what they gained from using your products or services and presentations or informal conversations, your sources can encourage others to use your products or services. That is, uh, okay, that is so true. Okay, so that was number 15. Number 16, up to date. Here are some of the most effective and least expensive items you may want to buy to bring your older computers back up to uh, speed. You might want to do hard drives. You might want to do CD-ROM, RW. Um, and also, you might want to uh, upgrade your processors and accelerators. And then your memory. While everything that has already been mentioned can help increase the usability of your current computers, one of the most tried and true ways to improve performance is to simply install more random access memory, otherwise known as RAM, R-A-M. Number 17 is your shopping list. If your company is going to expand the time and resources on new technology purchases, they need to be worthwhile. Keep in mind these three tips next time your company is ready to do some serious tech buying. <laughs> Number one is renegotiate existing contracts for services such as network support and consulting. Telecom is especially ripe for bargains. Start by setting benchmarks for rates and auditing bills to ensure you're not overpaying. Then, instead of buying all long distance, local phone, and other telecom services from one vendor, dual source it. Vendors will treat you better and charge you less. Number two is make sure you need whatever new technology you do buy. Inventory all PCs, printers, and software. Look for opportunities to consolidate purchases, standardize um, configurations, and root out duplication. Number three is set up a system to keep doing it. Pick a team of people from IT and other departments and meet with them regularly to discuss what they need and how to save on it. Number 18 is buy smarter. Investing in technology for your business doesn't have to send you to the poorhouse. As long as you know how to get the most out of what you can spend. You can't afford to have a key business hardware component go down without protection. A warranty will give you peace of mind. It's as important to know when not to skimp as it is to know when to go for the extra discount. Discount stores have decent size uh, technology sections and can net you good value on everything from laptops to printer cartridges. What you won't get is a lot of one-on-one -on -one service. If you're sure what you want, go ahead and look out for good deals. If you need to ask questions, go somewhere else. You can also save money by working closely with a value-added reseller, VAR. This is a good route to explore for large purchases where you want the reseller to also be the installer. The reseller will be up on the latest special offers and promotions that fit your needs. Selecting the right VAR is also important. See how long they have been in business and whether they have experience serving your particular market. Number 19 on the list is leave no paper trail. Drowning in paper 
Technology can help you reduce or even eliminate your need for paper. Try the following nine options to free your office from stacks and stacks of paper that threaten to overwhelm. First up is computers. PCs, laptops, and handhelds can be combined for document creation, mobility, and flexibility, stamping out rampant paper use. Then there's our scanners. Scanners create digital images so that documents can be exchanged electronically and preserved easily. When scanning, remember to employ image compression to maintain network performance and make sure to choose a single standardized electronic document format so that images can be indexed and searched easily. Then there's email. Email is a great substitute for paper memos. Effective email systems should allow users to filter content and file messages electronically by um, topic. They also should let workers combine email with fax and voicemail retrieval and a unified messaging system. Then there's your storage systems. Affordable, robust storage technology is essential for high-speed, centralized electronic information management. Check out low-cost systems built upon RAID, which is redundant array of independent disks technology or the ISCSI based storage area networks. Next, there is fax over IP, which is internet protocol. The boring old fax goes high tech with a web or email based fax capability that eliminates the need to send hard copies. Wireless local area networks, which is Wi-Fi LANs, are spreading like wildfire making electronic information mobile, portable, and easily accessible to workers anywhere. Then there's the secure remote access, virtual private networks, VPNs. Ensure that home workers and road warriors get secure, confidential access to the company intranet, abolishing the need to lug around a briefcase full of documents. Then there's the e-learning systems, Workers in training can say goodbye to books and binders when they use online or web-based training systems. And then last but not least is the advanced printers. Printers that print on both sides of a sheet can significantly reduce paper use. <laughs> that is so true. And then number uh, 20 is back it up. At any time, you could lose your computer equipment, whether it's a laptop that gets stolen or a desktop that's lost in a house fire. So be prepared. Back up your data weekly or even daily. Some backup options include portable hard drives, DVD writers, and online data. That is so true. Next, get your marketing act together which is number 21 on our list, marketing on $4 a day. Research shows consumers need to hear a message at least three times for them to have name recognition and recall, and nine times before they become a customer. One-time or sporadic tactics are ineffective in increasing awareness, acceptance, performance, and demand for your product. You can create more marketing momentum with daily action, 
One way to do this is to use a $4 a day marketing program. The basic strategy is to connect contact 10 clients, prospects, or contacts each day, five days a week. You can contact them by phone, fax, email, letter, or postcard. You can send out press releases, sales, or follow-up letters, brochures, special offers, information sheets, or thank you notes. Your goal is to create a combination of daily activities that help you communicate with existing as well as potential customers. So hopefully these 21 uh, platinum nuggets will help you in order to be an entrepreneur at your best. And we look forward to coming to you next week. And hopefully we'll have Billy Alt, who is the credit expert. And again, go over and tell them that the Lisa Lewis Show sent you. Just head over to 700creditrepair.com and speak with one of the the people on his phenomenal team. And they are willing to do, for all of my listeners, a, a free credit analysis and let you know where you are and where you can go with your credit portfolio. So go ahead and give them a call. And it was such a pleasure being with you all today on this thankful Thursday. And I am so thankful and blessed to be able to come to you each and every Thursday here on Toginet Radio. And remember, when you bring us your business, we'll bring it to radio. Thank you. And this is Lisa Lewis saying, have a thankful Thursday. I'm signing out. Bye-bye. Remember, if it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our 